1: For over a year, BuzzFeed News reporters Anthony Cormier and Jason Leopold had been reporting on President Trump and his campaign's ties to Russia, breaking major stories and trying to follow the money.
0: We had both been fantasizing about this mother load. I just remember Anthony was like, oh my God, oh my God.
1: They'd received thousands of secret government documents that revealed that banks all over the world had moved money for terrorists and criminals and drug dealers. And the U.S. government knows about it.
0: We see actual human beings pulling the levers that allow this sort of criminal misconduct to go on.
1: I'm Azine Gureshi. Join me for our new podcast, Suspicious Activity, Inside the FinCent Files. We'll dive into the story these secret documents tell and take you behind the scenes with my colleagues at BuzzFeed News as they reported it.
0: I've never seen anything like it in my life.
1: Find it on Radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your shows.
0: What do we make of Justin Fields' player petition? An original Panther that wrote a book at one point. How
2: about that, Not man? Frank Garcia. Original <laughs> Panther? Are we even sure our buddy Frank
0: Garcia read a book? No. We don't know. Howard's written a book. Frank's never read one. No <laughs> but, offense to Frank if he's listening.
2: But Howard Griffith uh, wrote one. Is an original Panther. Is a two-time Super Bowl champ and now an analyst on the Big Ten Network. Howard, how's everything going for you, man?
3: Going well, guys. How you guys doing? What's up, Howard?
2: Doing good, man. Appreciate you coming on. And uh, let's start with your conference before we start talking about, you know, the bigger picture of what's going on with college football. Just the Big Ten specifically. I feel like the criticism got even louder yesterday when, you know, A.D. from Penn State, Sandy Barber, said, I'm not even sure there was really a vote of the presidents. Do you know, like, was there a vote of university presidents? Was this, did Kevin Warren kind of do this? On his own, like, how was the decision made? And do you think the Big Ten deserves the backlash that they've been getting for the decision to call football?
3: Well, I think a couple of things there. I think first uh, with Kevin Warren, um, obviously he is the the face, he's the uh, commissioner. uh, But I do not believe that he made this decision uh, by himself. Uh, I think the president and chancellors had to be involved in a decision of this magnitude. Um, But but I understand. I mean, everybody's upset that there's not going to be college football in the Big Ten footprint. Um, And and it's unfortunate, but that's kind of where we are right now. And it doesn't help that the ACC, SEC uh, is still moving forward in, in Big 12.
0: We're talking to Howard Griffith of the Big Ten Network here on Sports Radio FNZ and the Technicom Hotline. Howard, do you think the Big Ten should have held off on canceling the season, or do you sort of understand why they did it when they did it?
3: Well, I, I have to believe that they got the information from from their medical uh, advisory board that gave them the reason to to move in this direction. It's it's really unfortunate, and, and you look at it this way. It's, it's kind of the way I, look, I see it. Uh, you can get a diagnosis. Or for a certain issue, a health issue, uh, and you can get several different diagnoses. You're going to have aggressive doctors that are going to go out and want to aggressively treat this, and you're going to have doctors that, that are going to be more conservative. And it just depends upon the doctors that you have. But there had to have been something, I go back to that, had to have been something that gave uh, the presidents and chancellor's pause not to move forward, and they also believed that nothing was going to change in, in
2: the coming weeks that would change their decision. Howard Griffith it, Griffith is an original Panther. He is a Big Ten network analyst. We're talking about the Big Ten decision. And, um, and the one criticism I have, because, Howard, I have a hard time, uh, you know, jumping in and, and, and ripping a conference that is literally saying, whether it's liability safety or whatever, they are saying, hey, we are willing to forego millions for something else that we believe is more important. Like, I just, I can't rip them for that. But the one thing that I do think, and you touched on a little that we got to expand on though, is the lack of communication. Though, right? Like, do you think? And I know, I know, Kevin Warren went on with y'all, did, did a seven or eight minute interview, or whatever that day. Mm-hmm. But the Pac-12 put out the twelve-page like medical report. Like, here's the medical reasons why. It, it, does the Big Ten need to communicate this better?
3: Well, you can always debate about the communication. I mean, you can absolutely do that um, because AD. Coaches, players are, are now speaking out, and they want answers. They want to know exactly what uh, changed the mind of the presidents and, and athletic, some of the athletic directors and chancellors. And I, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair criticism. But you know, some of the you know some of the language that's being thrown around at, at Kevin Warren, I, I have to believe, it, it is really unwarranted. But you know, that's kind of the times that we're in right now.
0: We're talking to Howard Griffith of the Big Ten Network here on Sports Radio FNZ. Howard, are you in the camp that a spring season is a feasible idea, or do you have your doubts that that can be pulled off?
3: Well, I have my real doubts and concerns about it. I think if you if you try to play football in the spring, uh, what I've been saying is you're looking at two to three years of, of altering the way college football was in, in 2019. And I mean the calendar for recruiting. Uh, how do you handle the eligibility of players? You have to expand the rosters. Uh, there are a lot of questions um, that have to be answered. Uh, Jeff Braun put out a, a, a great little plan um, earlier this week, I believe, or late, late last week, uh, that kind of outlined what he thought you know could work. And, and it, it's going to be difficult, guys. I, I think that even if you look at it from a, a money standpoint, there's going to be, I guess, basketball would be going on as well. So are the TV games even – you know, as valuable as they were, you look at the contracts that these conferences have uh, with these networks, and you kind of have to ask those questions. But then you get back to player safety. You know, how safe is it for for players to play in you know in two in um, one calendar year? If you had a early enrollee that enrolled in, in twenty uh, twenty one, he could conceivably play that spring, play in the fall, and he's been in school for a year, and now he's uh, athletically, a junior. So those are things that, that, that I think the NCAA has to answer. And and really, these kids and these families have to get answers to a lot of the questions that they have. And right now, it's unfortunate, but there doesn't appear to be a lot of answers out there.
2: Yes, yeah, that's another part, too. It's one thing to communicate with all the public, but, like, yeah, it does seem like parents and players have not gotten the full, detailed medical explanation. Hey, we're looking out for y'all. Uh, Howard, I want to ask you about – this player movement and let's talk about the petition that Justin Fields, Ohio state quarterback put online. I mean, I, I think we're around 300,000 signatures now. Um, uh, but, but I look at this and feel like I, I, it's great that he wants to play and a lot of players want to play. And I would expect a lot of them to want to play that can't have a difference though. Like that, that doesn't make an impact and all of a sudden have the big 10 powers that be say, Hey, maybe we want to let him play. Does it really? Or does it?
3: Uh, it, I don't believe so. I talked with an A or I text with an AD yesterday and he said that it was no conceivable way that he saw anything changing because I kind of asked him what, you know, is there anything that could change the mind of the powers that be to, to reverse this? And he was very clear and said no. Uh, he didn't think so. Uh, so listen, I, I think one of the great things that has come out of this pandemic and the social unrest is that young people are finding their voice and are willing to speak without the fear of some repercussions happening. So I applaud them for, for all of that. But I just think in this situation, you know, it, it, it's, it's just tough. And, and this is coming from someone who's, who's got a son who's playing at Notre Dame. And, you know, they're continuing to play and continuing to practice. Whether they play or not is another story.
2: Are you, are you, that's interesting. And, and I didn't realize that about your son. Do you feel like, are you worried? Do you, what, like, what do you want your son to be able to play this year? How do you feel about it?
3: Well, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> it's, it's, it's two sides of this, right? It's, um, the parent in me doesn't want him to play at all. But, but I also understand as twenty as a 20 year old, um, you've got desires. Uh, I mean, he's wired differently. He. he's, Moving in one direction and that's forward, and and for all athletes, not just him in particular, but for all athletes, that's the way they're that's the way they train. That's with when they get to to playing, you know, high level athletics. You know, they're driven to go out and, and be the best that they can be, and nothing's going to stand in their way and stop them from doing that. So even though, you know, I've said to him I have concerns and reservations, I also in that same conversation had to say where well, I respect. You know the decision that you're going to make because the reality is this: it, it may sound great that I can sit here and tell him he can't play. That's that's not really reality. Yeah. That that's not what's going to happen. Um, he's a young adult that's going to be able to make decisions that he wants to, and he's going to go out and. And I feel comfortable that Notre Dame is doing everything in their power to keep the athlete, athletes, and the student body safe. But that still doesn't alleviate my concern. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're talking to Howard Griffith of the Big Ten Network here on Sports Radio FNZ. And, Howard, we were actually talking about Notre Dame today because Notre Dame was a school that had uh, zero tests for a while, come back positive. Then the students come back, and you see the news this week that there's parties of, of multiple parties of, like, 90 or more. So the athletic department doing the right thing. Students come back, and then despite all the, the good stuff football did, it could still be a mess. Well,
3: I think this, you look around the country, and – you know these student athletes have been have been preached, beat over the head about wearing masks, social distancing. Now, when it first happened, you know there was some there was some hesitance. We still saw some outbreaks and that sort of thing, but it was a learned behavior, I believe. But once you started to look around and coaches could point to this school or that school that was having an outbreak, they the, the student athletes understood. Okay, this is this is real. Uh, for the ones that that had some hesitation. But the reality is just that, as you mentioned, as the student body comes back to campus, um, it it changes everything. And, you know, Notre Dame had a few uh, asymptomatic players uh, early in the process, and now the students come back and, you know, they want to be students. I mean, that's the reality. That's what they want to do. They don't want to be in their parents' houses for – Long. They want to get back to campus. They want to get around their friends. And they want to enjoy the college experience that we've all told them is going to be one of the greatest experiences you've ever had. They've yeah. been cooped up in the house. Now they want to be out and get out and be kids. And it's tough, but you know it's something that we're going to have to continue to be diligent uh, with.
2: All right, Howard Griffith, great stuff. Check him out on the Big Ten Network. An original Panther as the lead blocker on that great '96 Panther team. Howard, thanks for coming on with us here in Charlotte. We appreciate it.
3: Hey, anytime, guys. You take it easy on on Jeff. He's good. He can read.
2: <laughs> I still think, I still think Garcia. I still think you had as a fullback had to block two men on every running play because Garcia missed his block up front. <laughs> but I, I I'll have to review the tape to 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 figure it out.
3: I can tell you guys have a great relationship because you're going in after him, and I'm sure he's enjoying it, and I'm sure he's going to get back.
2: (laughs) We're going to find out. It's going to go one way or the other. He will laugh at at his buddies making fun of him, or we will pay the next time we see him. We will figure out. All right, brother, be good. Thanks for coming on. You guys be safe.